jump right into it today. If you've got your Bibles, pull those out. Sermon notes are there in your worship guide. Or if you're watching online, you can go to your YouVersion Bible app. Uh, you can do it in here as well. Go to the events section of the YouVersion Bible app and you can pull up the sermon notes and follow along right along with us. So let's get our, our Bibles or electronic devices, whatever you use to look the Bible. Let's open to John chapter 19. John chapter 19. Excited about the Bible. It is finished. It's been the title of the series, and we've talked about several aspects of it is finished and what it means. We started out talking about the importance of being a good finisher and what it means or what it takes to be a good finisher. And I gave you three easy E's on being a good finisher. And then we talked about, if we're going to say it is finished, the importance of knowing what your it is so that when we're done with our life, we can truly say it is finished because we know what it is. Wouldn't it be awful to spend our whole life living a certain way and found out we lived for the wrong thing? So they were knowing what your it is. And I said it was as simple as ABC, and I gave you those. Then the next week, we talked about the importance of raising your expectation. If you're going to live and finish well for God, we've got to live with expectation. You've got to live with the expect, expecting that God's got something in store for your life, that tomorrow is going to be better than today. It's not just hype. It's not just psychobabble. It's a belief and expectance of what God wants to do in your life. Then last week, we talked about you got to taste for yourself. you got to taste for yourself. We've talked about the fact that something could be prepared for us but not experienced by us. Supper could be ready and you're not full. you got to eat it. So today got a different title for today's segment, so I want you to share it with your neighbor. I want you to look at them with the biggest smile as you can. Look at them and tell them my title for today is Check Your Receiver. Check Your Receiver. Come on, Check Your Receiver. Check Your Receiver online. Check Your Receiver. The problem I'm going to propose to us or present to us and then hopefully we solve I like to do that. I like to present a problem in the beginning, then hopefully we solve it through what the Bible teaches us. The problem I'm going to propose to us this morning is have you ever had a problem and realized that there could be a signal transmitted but not received? Is there ever a situation where there's a signal being transmitted but it's not being picked up on? Have you ever had trouble picking up a signal? If you've been anywhere in southern Illinois, you've experienced that problem. I'm not getting a signal. So what happens in those situations? See, I'm, I'm, uh, I remember the days, and there may be some people that still use, I remember the days of the rabbit ears on your television. Come on, you, you remember those right there? You check out those. For you had to adjust the actual, literally adjust the antenna to pick up the picture because we'd say, you know, the picture's a little snowy. Too much, you know, I'm not that old, but I just remember even, even we had a little black and white TV in our room. You know, the color TV was in the, the, the big TV, the big console, you know, the one that weighed 8,000 pounds, console TV. You couldn't pick up with a fork truck, that kind of TV. But then we had a little black and white TV, and it had these rabbit ears on it. And, and if you had to get the rabbit ears pointed in just the right direction to get the signal to come in. And some people took it to a whole nother level. You bring up the next picture. Some people put the aluminum foil. Come on, aluminum foil on your rabbit ears. Some of you maybe even had the booster. Come on, if you had some money, you had the booster hooked up. <laughs> 
Some of you people are like, what in the world's he talking about? <laughs> it's how we watch TV. And we, we even had, we even had, when we, when we really got big time, we lived out in the country, we were really big time, we had one of those satellite dishes. Now, I'm not talking about your satellite dishes you have today. I'm talking about the ones who look like a jacuzzi on a pole. I mean, like one of those big satellite dishes, you know, that you're bringing in signals from NASA, you know, at those satellite dishes that you had to hand crank. Anybody feeling me? And so, and, and what happened when the picture wasn't in good, you actually had to adjust. Even if you had an antenna, you had to climb up on top of the antenna and you had to move it. Well, our, our hand crank satellite, we had one person stationed at the satellite dish another person stationed at the corner of the house, and another person stationed at the sliding glass door could see the TV. So it was a relay. No, not yet. Not yet. Go back. Go back. Go back. And you know the person cranking. It's like, ah. This is a frustration. So nowadays, you're like, I don't understand anything. I can't relate to any of that in your demographic. So let's move it fast forward 2018. Now we have satellite TV. It looks more like this. The satellite TV still has to be pointed in the right direction. You know, the, the installer will come by and they'll bring it and you'll have the TV on in the house and it'll have that sound, that beep. You know, it's like, it's like hotter, 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 but like... And they're trying to get it at the right spot for the optimal signal. So you've got that. Another thing, uh, wireless signals we deal with are things like Wi-Fi, very, very prominent. Wi-Fi is a major deal nowadays that people even going to restaurants, they don't really care what's on the menu. They just want to know if they have free Wi-Fi in the building. I mean, get, kids are pulling out their phones right away. Has they got Wi-Fi? Dad, can we go somewhere else? So Wi-Fi is a big deal. Uh, Bluetooth, we have Bluetooth signals, you know, going on all the time. You're, you're pairing your device, trying to get it hooked up. Another one, cell phones, of course. Another example would be cell phones that we use. So in all of these situations, signals are being sent all the time, even though we can't see them. Electromagnetic signals are happening all around us all the time, even though we can't see them. They're happening even if you're not receiving them. And so when we understand this principle and what's happening, that's what I'm talking about today, the situation where sometimes our, our signals are being sent but they're not received because there's two sides to a wireless signal, two parts to it. One is the transmission side. That means the signal's being sent out to whosoever. They're just sending out a signal. They're not sending it only to one house. They send out a signal across. And then the other side is the receiver side or the reception side. And this is where you put up a receiver, antenna, dish, cell phone, whatever it may be, where you pick up on that signal and you receive. Now a receiver has to receive this signal and understand the information being sent before you can benefit from that signal. So there's two sides to a wireless signal. There's the transmission side and the receiving side. So we've got all of these for your satellite dish, you know, you, you can't have a dish network receiver for a direct TV signal. you got to have the right receiver for the right signal. You could have your, your dish network satellite hooked up and your receiver, and you call direct TV. You're like, hey, I'm not getting any signal. My picture's all fuzzy. 
the problem is your receiver. It's not their signal. Wi-Fi signal can be going out in a room. We've got wireless available. It could be going out in an area and you still not be benefiting from it unless you connect to the modem, unless you connect to the router. And sometimes you have to have the password before you can actually connect to it. The signal's there, but you're not going to receive the benefit of it until you connect to that Wi-Fi, right? Are you tracking with how, I'm just trying to break down how it works. Bluetooth, you can have Bluetooth, you've got to pair your device. Just because you've got a Bluetooth device and you come up to another Bluetooth device and you say, how come my, my wireless headphones aren't working? I've got my Bluetooth headphones. I paid all this money, these Bluetooth headphones, but they're not working. Well, have you paired them? What? I got them on. I have my car radios on. My phone's on. How come I'm not picking up? Well, you got to pair the two devices together. The signal's there. If you turn Bluetooth on on your, hey, have you got Bluetooth on your phone? Oh, no, I got to do that. Well, that's why you weren't getting the signal. The signal was there, but you didn't have. See what I'm saying? Cell phone. You can't have a cell phone from Sprint to pick up, pick up a Verizon wireless signal. It doesn't work that way. You know, the signal for, for Verizon wireless is going out, and you've got your Sprint phone trying to make calls. Hey, I can't, can't get any reception. It's not the transmitter's fault. It's the receiver's fault. See what's happening. So I want, you, want us to understand, here's the problem. There can be signals transmitted but still not received. We see that, right, in the natural? Well, if we understand that in the natural, we need to understand it's also true in the spiritual. That something can be transmitted from God and I'm not receiving it. God could be sending something out. He can make something available and I'm not experiencing yet. So this is what we want to talk about. Let's see what the Bible says about this situation. we got to have our receiver in communication with the transmitter. Go there in John chapter 19. We'll start reading verse 28. This has been our launch scripture it says this, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished. Remember, Jesus is hanging on the cross. This is 2,000 years ago. Knowing that all things were now accomplished, now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge and sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is what? Finished. It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. So he says, everything is now accomplished, and it is finished. The word accomplished and the word finished in the Bible in this context is the same Greek word. In English, they translate it into two different words, but the original word was the same word, and here's what it meant. So when Jesus said, everything is now accomplished and everything is finished, it is finished, we need to know what he meant. Here's what it meant. It means to bring something to a successful finish. It's not, I will do something more. This is just the beginning, man. Someday I'm really going to do something awesome. It's finished. It's finished. It also means to complete, to end, to set out for a goal, a point aimed at, or a target. So now, when Jesus said these words on the cross, he says, it is finished. My question starts to be, what was finished? In other words, now I put it in the title of the message today, it's what is God transmitting that I need to be receiving? What has he made available that's out there that I need to connect with? What's, what's going on out there that he's sending it out and I just got to connect 
to him. I got to put my receiver together. So that's what we want to talk about. And, and there's a, again, the transmission side versus the receiver side. Does it matter if I know the difference between what's on the transmission side and what's on the receiver side? I think it makes a huge difference because it makes a difference in what I'm waiting on God to do and what is my responsibility to receive what he's already provided. When you understand, if we take it back to the natural real quick, just to keep bouncing back and forth so we see the context, that if, if I've got my wireless device and I'm not hooking up, but I know that their signal is good, they're sending out the right, right signal, I check my receiver to make sure I'm doing my part, make sure I'm connected, make sure I'm, I'm on the right, I've got all my things figured out on the receiver side. So when I do that, I realize the transmission side is on their end. If there's no signal... It's very important. The receiver, understanding our roles, the receiver doesn't make the transmitter send a signal. The transmitter decides what it sends. This is why we need to know what's on the transmitter side, what's on the receiver side. The receiver doesn't do anything to make the transmitter send a signal. But the transmitter can only do so much to make the receiver receive. Verizon is sending out signals. I'm not trying to promote any certain cell phone company. We'll say the cell phone company is sending out any signals. They can't make me hook up my phone. You can give me free Wi-Fi, but you can't make me surf the Internet. At some point, i got to connect to your Internet that's provided and begin to use it. So this is why I need to know what's on God's side to provide and what's on my side to receive. It will change how I interact with God. I will understand that, wait a minute, this has already been provided. This is on, not on the transmission side. This is on my receiver side. So God, I begin, to, I begin to thank God what he's already provided instead of ask him to give me something that he's already sent. So that I'm not calling the satellite company and say, hey, dish. See, because the moment that you actually see the picture on your screen is not when they started broadcasting. That's the moment you started receiving. But they were broadcasting all the time. Your whole neighborhood, everybody was on satellite TV but you. Everybody else had it. Never once did you say, that satellite TV company doesn't like me. That's why I don't have satellite TV. That's why I'm not getting a signal. They don't like me. They've got something out for me. I don't know what. They're holding out on me. You never thought that one time because you knew you didn't have a receiver and you haven't paid for a subscription. But the moment you picked, put up your receiver, then all of a sudden, even if nobody else around you had satellite TV, now you can have it because you put up your receiver. So what you receive is not based on what other people have or don't have. What you have is based on what you receive. If everybody has it, you can get in on it. If nobody has it, you can still have it. So now once we understand that and we know the difference in what's on the transmitter side and what's on the receiver side, we got to say, okay, God, what are you transmitting? Go to Ephesians chapter 1. 
My prayer today is that God will just open our eyes to see what he's made available to us because just because you can't see all of the wireless signals that, going, that are going on around you, it doesn't mean they're not there. Let me say that again. There are wireless signals going on around us all the time. Right now, there's wireless signals everywhere. Some of you are able to use your phone or you're able to use the internet or whatever. It's happening right now. Wireless signals are happening, but we can't see them, but they're still there. Just because we can't perceive them with our natural senses doesn't mean they're not invalid. Same thing in the spiritual. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 18 says, We do not look at the things that are seen. We look at the things which are not seen because the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Eternal. So we can have, there could be something available and we just not see it yet. So Ephesians chapter 1. I'm looking at verse, uh, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. Has blessed. Is that past tense, future tense, present tense, has blessed us. It's past tense. Has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. How many spiritual blessings? Every spiritual blessing. Now you said, Chad, that's spiritual blessings. I didn't say anything about natural blessings. Spiritual blessings is not a type of blessing. It's a source of blessing. Every blessing comes from God. (laughs) It's telling me where I get them, not what kind they are. It tells me there's no limit to the kind. Everything you want, you get from God. It's telling me every spiritual blessing. So my source of everything that I need is going to come from God. So if I need help in my mind, if I need help in my body, I need help in my finances, my relationships, whatever it be, everything comes from God. So we don't just go to God for what people may interpret as churchy spiritual blessings. We go to him for everything because he has blessed us with him. If he has blessed us, That means he's already provided. That means he's already transmitting all spiritual blessings. They're available. Well, I'm not seeing them yet. Check your receiver. Check your receiver. If we understand he has blessed, he's already put them out. He's already broadcasting. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. If the blessing's already been sent, provided for, being transmitted, we just got to receive it. So it's in heavenly places. That's his source. Go on to verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Notice when God made up his mind on when he wanted you. He made up his mind on when he wanted you before the foundation of the world. He didn't wait till you got good before he said, okay, now I'll take you. He didn't wait for you to get your whole life together and decide, okay, I'm starting to like the new you. He chose you before the foundation of the world. He's already transmitting, here's my feelings towards you. Here's how I feel about you. It's constant. It's consistent. He's broadcasting it to everyone the same way before the foundation of the world. Notice what it says, we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. He predetermined ahead of time what he wanted. He wanted us all to be adopted as sons and daughters of God. He said, here's my will. I'm sending it out. I predestined you to be adopted as sons and daughters of God. Here's my broadcast. Hook up your antenna and receive what I'm sending out. Well, I'm, 
What about this person? They're not saved. Well, Tom, put up their antenna. Receive. He's already forgiven. He's already provided. Look what it says in verse, next verse. To the praise and glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Made us accepted in the beloved. Made us accepted. Past tense. When did God make us accepted? In the beloved. That's in Jesus. It's capital B in your Bible. It's talking about in Jesus. So in Jesus, we are accepted by God. Not in yourself, not in your good behavior. This is what we've got to drill down in our hearts. We are accepted in Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about you. Stop making it about you and your goodness. Make it about Jesus and his goodness. We're accepted by God in the beloved. So God's sending out this signal. He's transmitting this over Wi-Fi. Everybody in the world, you're accepted in Jesus. That's the signal. What about this guy or this gal? They're really bad. They've done some horrible stuff. Some, I mean, some real serious sins. I mean, not some of those easy, forgivable sins. I'm talking about some major sins. Same broadcast to every person. Oh, it upsets some religious thoughts. Some, some religious thoughts start coming in. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got, I, you just can't accept everybody. Jesus did. You're accepted in Jesus. I'm broadcasting. It's the same signal. Now, whoever will receive what Jesus did for them, they get to now get the benefit of what Jesus did. It's not that I accept you and you can just keep living however you want, stay away from God, keep sinning. No, he says, I've accepted you based on Jesus. Now hook up your receiver to what Jesus did and the life that Jesus paid for, you get to receive. This is what he wants us to have. So we're accepted in the beloved. Go on, verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. In him we have redemption, which he made. This is the forgiveness of sin, verse 8. Which he made to abound, past tense. He made to abound toward us. Now that word abound is a cool word. That word abound means excessive. Overabundant, more than sufficient, and more than is expected. <laughs> Start putting it together. This is God's view of you. You've got to see God through these lenses. God's not the one that's all stingy and holding back on you, waiting for you. He's not folding his arms, all mean and nasty. He's like, hey, I'm coming at you. I'm coming at you. I'm coming at you with everything I've got. In, in Jesus, we have redemption, but not just, here's how much he's given us. He made it to abound, excessive, more than you expect. When people come to God, they need to be shocked and amazed by the amount of love that God has for them. This is why in the church world, we need to represent God well. In the church world still, we accept and embrace people based on how good they are. You don't have to amen, I know it's real. But in the kingdom of God, in, in his life, Jesus accepts them based on who he is. And he says, whoever will accept what I did for them, they, they can be part of the beloved family. Now, shouldn't there be like a probation period? Like they kind of come to church for a little while and get really good. Then they can be part. No. They can go from horrible sinner, saint of God, in the blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. It's what happened to Saul. Road to Damascus, boom, God encounter. All of a sudden, he goes from Saul trying to kill every Christian. Lord, 
Show me how to serve you. This is what we can have. So he's given forgiveness and made it to abound toward us, toward us. So that's what I'm talking about. Everything that God's doing, he's coming towards us. He's broadcasting towards you. His signal is coming towards us. We don't have to. Remember the transmitter versus the receiver. The receiver doesn't tell the transmitter what to do. The transmitter does what it wants to do. The receiver just received. So we don't have to do something to get God to come our direction. He's already transmitting your direction. We don't have to work ourselves up and try and just, come on, God, if you please might look my way. Lord, don't pass me by. Come on, Lord. Don't. He's already broadcasting your direction. He's not, he's not passing over you. If your receiver's up, your antenna's up, you're going to get the signal. And this is what he's telling us. He's saying, hey, I'm coming your way. In verse 11, he says, in him we also have obtained, also we have obtained an inheritance. So we not only got redemption of sin, forgiveness of sin, but we got an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So now let me do this. If we know this is true, according to what I've tried to lay out in a, in a presentation to you in the Bible, that God has already has blessed us. He's already provided. Forgiveness of sin, check, he's provided. All you got to do is receive it. Inheritance, also, inheritance. Boom, transmitting inheritance towards you. What do you need? Inheritance of love. Inheritance of peace. Inheritance of joy. Inheritance of, of sound mind. Inheritance of health. And whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Don't make inheritance about material things. Our inheritance is all spiritual blessings. So now, if he's, if he's transmitting those, what do I need to do to receive them? I want us to look, jump down to verse 15. And I want to propose something to you. And I propose it to myself. So I'm with you. We're together on this. I want us to, I want to phrase it. I want us to challenge ourselves to pray on the right side of the signal. Two parts to a, transmit, to a wireless signal. Transmission, reception. I want us to pray on the reception side and not on the transmission side. Example, how many of our prayers, if you would evaluate your prayers, and I don't speak this in condemnation, I, I don't at all, I, I'm evaluating my own right now, and like I'm praying something and I'm like, oh, I can't say that either. Okay, probably, I probably shouldn't say that, Father, what can I say, God? Like now, now that I'm doing this, there's a huge filter on my prayers. <laughs> and it's good because there's a difference. Remember this, there's a difference in condemnation and correction. Just because you get corrected in an area doesn't mean you're condemned in that area. Some people, they can't receive correction because they take it personal. God's not blasting you out of the water when he corrects you. He's giving you life. He's extending hope to you. He's extending life to you. So he's extending to me correction, and if I will receive it, it will bring me benefit. If I will only analyze and look at the correction itself, it will bring condemnation. But if I will look at what the correction brings me in return, I will rejoice over correction. Yes. Children, say amen for your parents. So now... So, so now, here's how, how, here's how it works. How many of our prayers, if we analyze them, how many of our prayers involve asking God to do something? God, will you do this? God, I just pray that you will. God, I pray that you will. God, I pray that you will. 
God, I pray that you will do that. God, I pray that you will do that. God, I pray that you will do that. And we get done, we're like, all right. There you go, Lord. There's your assignment for the day. Right? I mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm just being real about myself. How many times have I given him an agenda and hope he got around to it that day? What if I prayed like a receiver? Ephesians 1 verse 15. Look at this. Therefore, I also, this is Paul, the Apostle Paul. He wrote quite a bit of the New Testament. He's, kind of, he's got quite a bit of street cred. He wrote the scriptures inspired by the Holy Spirit. So here's what Paul said about prayer. Therefore, I, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Boom, here's his prayer. Notice this prayer. Receiver side or transmission side? Check it out. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, may give to you. What is he going to give to you? The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Did he say, I pray that God will give you what you, what you need? I pray that God will give you that. No, he said, I pray that you will have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words... You've already got him. I pray that you will know what you've got, what you have. Working on my grammar. I'm online now, so i got to work on my grammar. <laughs> but you notice what he's saying. I pray the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So his prayer is not, God, I pray that you will do this. I pray that you will uh, uh, give them wisdom. I pray that you will give them revelation. No, no, no. I'm praying that he will give you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, an understanding of who he is in you, that we will know what we have available to us and not something that we do not have ourselves. Let's go on to the next part. I, I, you're processing with me, and that's good. The, look what he says, verse 18, the eyes of your understanding. Notice what he's praying. I'm praying, he's talking to the people now. Your eyes of your understanding. Understanding is a Greek word for cardia. It's heart. It's spiritual. So it's your spiritual heart. It's not talking about your blood pump. It's talking about your spirit. The eyes of your heart or the eyes of your spirit being enlightened. What does that mean? That your eyes will be open, that you will see clearly. That you will see what you couldn't see before. This is, this is his prayer. I pray that the eyes of your spirit, your heart, your spiritual vision will be open that you may know. Check it out. You've got to underline that in your Bible. Highlight it. Stare at it. Circle it. Do something. That you may know what? What do we need to know? That you may know what is the hope of his calling. He did not pray, God, give these people hope. No, no, no. He prayed that they will know the hope that they have. They will know the hope that's being transmitted to them. And not only that they, they will know the hope of his calling, but they will also know the riches of the glory of his inheritance where? In the saints. He is not praying, God, give them something they don't have. He's saying, God, open their eyes to see what is on the inside of them. He's not praying, God, send them something that they don't have. He's saying, God, I pray that their eyes will be open so that they'll know what's available to them. 
They'll know what's being transmitted, that they'll put up their receiver. And the joy of the Lord, they're not asking God to give them joy. They're asking God to open their eyes to the joy that's available on the inside. They're, they're, they're needing more love in their life. They're, God, give me more love. God says, I can't give you any more love than I've already given you. Romans 5 says he's poured the love of God into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So he just says, Chad, I just ask that your eyes will be open to see the love of God that's on the inside of you. I need some peace in my life. Lord, give me peace. He said, I gave you the Holy Spirit. And so now, in the the Bible it talks about this, that the peace of God would guard your hearts and minds. He didn't say, I'll give you that, but it will be to be a protection for us. So notice praying as a receiver the inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who? Wait a minute. Towards us who? Towards us who he sovereignly selects. It's not what your Bible says, but it's what religion will teach us. Exceeding greatness of his power towards us that I sure hope he chooses me. I sure hope Dish sends their signal to my house. I sure hope the wireless provider will come to my home. Challenge, isn't it? But it's where it's at in the Bible. And see, we've got to realize when we pray as a receiver, we're opening ourselves up to realize what is already provided. Now I change, now in those contexts, I gotta change how I pray. I'm not praying, God, give me. I'm realizing that that he already has blessed me with every spiritual blessing. So Lord, I just pray, I'm not experiencing it right now in this area of my life. So God, I pray that you open my eyes to what you've provided for me that I can't see right now. I'm not understanding it, I'm not experiencing it, but I know it's mine. I know you're broadcasting it. So today I put up my antenna and I say, Lord, I wanna receive everything you have for me in that area. I put up my, my, my antenna by faith. When you climb, you go up on top. I remember putting up an antenna at our house man, many years ago when we first moved in. And I, I didn't do it the right way. The antenna was already there. So I carried this big old antenna. I bought the biggest one because I want to get signal, you know, way out there. So I'm carrying it up this tower. And I'm trying to bring it over the top and slide it. And I'm at the top of this thing swinging back and forth. <laughs> And I'm trying to put this antenna in there. But what was I doing? I, was, I bought the antenna. I went through all the trouble to install the antenna. And I pointed it in the right direction because I had faith there was a signal. I believe there was a transmission. I've got to go through whatever I need to go through to pick up the transmission. It may take some effort on my side. It may take some, some, uh, some figuring something out, some learning, some knowledge. But if I will apply all of that, I can start to receive the signal. And this is what I want us to see. There is the possibility that there could be a signal being broadcast that we're not receiving. Let me close with this. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We'll close right here. We'll read really fast. So if we understand this is natural, that there are For a natural transmission, check this out, you need a natural receiver. If you're going to hook up your Wi-Fi, you need something to hook up to the modem. It's a natural signal. You need a natural receiver. For things that are spiritual, we need a spiritual receiver. Look at verse 9, 1 Corinthians 2. 
But as is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared, made ready in advance. They're being broadcast for those who love him. Eye hasn't seen it. Your ear hasn't heard it yet, but it doesn't mean it's not there. But God has revealed them to us through his fear. Revealed. What does that mean? We're not experiencing it, but just because we're not experiencing it doesn't mean it's not there. He's revealing it to us. How does he reveal it? Notice what he says. He revealed it to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. It's a spiritual reception, not a natural. Let's go on. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received, check your receiver. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know. Check this part out. It's really important. The spirit from God helps us that we might know the things that have been, past tense, freely given to us by God. So could something be freely given to us by God and we not know it? Yes, absolutely. Could there be a signal being transmitted and we're not receiving? Yes. Now it doesn't mean you get discouraged and condemned. We're not looking for blame or fault. We're looking for connection. We have nothing to gain by trying to put blame or fault somewhere. Well, why didn't it happen? Well, I'll tell you, there's the fault. There's the blame. It's not about blame or fault. It's about finding out how do I get connected. If I'm not hitting it, if I'm not connected, find out why instead of worrying about, am I to blame? Am I to blame? It's my fault. No, don't worry about your fault. Just hook up your receiver. Make any adjustments you need to make. And this is what happens when you do that. You know, we're trying to move those, those antennas around. We understand that because it goes on to say later in the scripture, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So, spiritual blessings, every spiritual blessings are being transmitted. Boom. They're out there for all of us right now. Every area of your life, they're being transmitted. All we've got to do is receive them, but we cannot do it naturally. The natural man will not receive them. The Bible tells us this. They are spiritually discerned. Too many times we're waiting on our, we're trying to receive spiritual blessings through our natural feelings. I don't feel good, so therefore I'm not good. I don't feel at peace, therefore I don't have peace. Don't wait on your feelers to tell you something that God has already provided. We're putting up the natural antenna, our feelings and emotions, to try and receive a spiritual signal. I will forgive them when I feel like forgiving them. Wrong antenna. Wrong antenna. You're not going to get that signal. No, not for a while. You got to put up the unconditional love of God antenna. Boom, wow, I'm feeling forgiveness come up out of me for some reason. I don't know why. I still don't like them. What is that? What happened? What happened? You put up your spiritual antenna and now you're receiving the signal of the love of God that is in you and now you're seeing something in you you didn't see before. And now all of a sudden you see that you have love for them when you thought you had hatred for them. This is what God's wanting us to do. So just because we're not experiencing something, don't lay it all at the feet of God and say, well, evidently God doesn't want me to have it. That's not necessarily the case. Check your receiver. Now, let me encourage you, just because you've tried with your receiver and it's not working, keep tweaking it. 
Remember you're telling them on the antenna, they move it a little bit. Closer, closer. No, not it. Go back. Oh, no, not that. You remember some of you, you even had to hold the antenna. You know, when you touch the antenna, all of a sudden the signal came in better on the TV. And so you would let go of it. All of a sudden it goes snowy again. You would hold it and it was clear and then you let go. So end up, you just had to stay there and hold it, put your arm out, maybe for other people to get to watch it. Sometimes you got to persevere. Sometimes you got to realize what has been provided. So here's the problem we started with. Could something be transmitted and still not be received? We know it in the natural all the time. So are there things in our life spiritually that God is transmitting that we're not receiving? I had to receive this morning. I had an issue in my stomach area. And <laughs> I'm just checking all the thoughts, making sure they run through the filter. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this isn't good. And uh, it's, it's early in the morning. I, <laughs> I'd already come to church. And now I'm thinking I'm going to have to go back home and come back again. So I'm sitting there in that moment. And I didn't say where I was sitting, but I was sitting there. And while I was sitting there, I said, I said, Father, I know what you've provided for me. And I receive that. I am healed in Jesus' name. So I receive that signal. And I apply it to my life. I know it's already there. It's in me. So I say, stomach, virus, bug, whatever you are, you got to go in Jesus' name. Not because I told the transmitter what to do. Check me right now. Hear me. The receiver doesn't tell the transmitter what to do. Using your faith is not about bossing God around, that if I'll just work my faith up, I'll get God to do it for me. Stop with all that nonsense. It's pressure. It's brought on by the wrong type of teaching. It's not if I just get my faith up, God will move on my behalf. He's transmitting all the time, whosoever will. All I need to do is use my faith to get my receiver in the right place, and now I can get what he's provided for me. I'm not trying to impress God with my faith. It's not that impressive. All I'm going to use my faith for is to climb that tower by the antenna, put it in place, and aim it in the right direction and receive what's already being sent my direction. That's how we use our faith. Your faith doesn't move the transmitter. Your faith moves the receiver.